What is up, killers? All right, this is Jancy Harris for the Insergo Tactical Fitness Podcast, and I am coming at you tonight with a lovely subject. Right now, we're going to get into talking how to actually train to the point of fatigue and beyond, and what kind of mental mindset you're going to have to do to do that. Okay, now here we go. The number one rule to doing this is enjoying pain. And that sounds, uh, I mean, somewhat crazy, but uh, you have to be a masochist in order to be a good warrior. Okay, nothing ever came easy when you're talking about war fighting or tactical anything, really. You have uh, police officers, um, firemen, military, uh, private sector. Look, there's a lot of ways that um, you could probably, you know, know, bodybuilders. um, They're, in a way, putting themselves through hell, but you just never see it. And you know why that is? If I told you that you had to eat celery and white rice and chicken breast for every meal, what would you do? You'd want to blow your freaking head off, right? I mean, that is just torture. Who doesn't want a double western bacon cheeseburger from Carl's Jr. or a delicious pizza stuffed crust full meat trio from Pizza Hut, right? I do. I know that. Good Lord, if I could work out enough to where I would actually lose weight while eating pizza for every meal, that's exactly what I would do. Point being is you don't see the struggles because at some point they start to learn to love it. I remember this one time. We were doing a exercise and it was on the island of Okinawa. And uh, it was kind of funny because... It was the machine gun competition, and we were uh, all gung-ho about it. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we, we had beaten everybody at the uh, platoon level, and then at the company level, and then at the battalion level. This was like regimental, right? So we're gung-ho right now. You know, we're like, we're ready to kill it. And uh, what was funny is they like scheduled it right in the middle of rainy season right so picture this humidity is like 165 um the heat is like 110 115 and you have this amazing heat rash and jungle rot and immersion foot and it's it was like probably as close as i can guess to being in vietnam during the rainy season as just about anybody's ever trained that wasn't actually in Vietnam during the rainy season, okay? And I have a whole new respect for the boys of the 60s, because I'm telling you right now, they went through some shit. Anyways, so, at one point, I looked around, and there was people just so down in the dumps, okay? We were waiting for the next exercise. Now, the night before, we had done a night hike, And we had beaten every other platoon by like four and a half hours because we had ran the hike. I mean, they were walking at like four and a half, five mile per hour pace. And we were running at like six and a half mile per hour pace. So we were gaining it. And uh, you want to talk about dead. 
blisters the size of half dollars on your feet, cracked, broken toenails, oh, shoulders were so bad. We had a really bad rash on our back from the packs. And see, when you're a machine gunner, guess what you're carrying? You're carrying a 50 caliber receiver, which weighs about 60 pounds. Or you're carrying a barrel, which weighs about 24 pounds. Or you're carrying a tripod, which weighs 44 pounds. On top of all your other shit. And your rifle. So now picture this. We had two 50 cals. Okay. Now we had a eight-man team with a team leader. So guess what that means? That means that two people in the front carried the receivers. Okay. The two people in the middle carried the tripods. Two people at the end carried the barrels. And the third person would switch on and off with the receiver. Uh, me and my buddy Pete, uh, Pistol Pete, which I'll tell you a cool story about him in a minute. But uh, what we did was we actually strapped the receivers to our uh, packs. And the reason we did that is because we were the best hikers. And... Oh, man. It was about a... I think it was 24-mile hike for time. And we ran the whole damn thing. I mean, every once in a while, we stopped to take a break, eat a couple pears, drink some water. But man alive, you want to talk about wanting to die. Ugh. But did we win? Yeah. Anyways, that afternoon, they said that we were going to do a... uh, uh, an exercise involving um, getting ambushed. Now, we'd already gone through an ambush, which we won that too, by the way, won the ambush. I'm actually thinking, I think there was like one event out of like 16 we didn't win, so spoiler alert, we won Regimental too. Anyways, we were sitting there and they wanted us to dig foxholes. Let me tell you a little something about digging foxholes in the middle of the damn jungle. See, every three inches there's more roots, right? Now, I had a secret, super secret weapon, which was a tomahawk. Now, this was before the SOG seal tomahawk, which, by the way, as far as gear, if you're a gear queer and you're looking for a tomahawk, I completely recommend the actual SOG full-size tomahawk because you can throw it, you can slice with it, you can fight with it, you can basically cut through metal with it. It's amazing. Anyways, we didn't have that, but I had a uh, one I got from the Army-Navy store here in Texas that I took over in country with me. And so I was digging with the E-tool and then chopping the roots for the tomahawk, so I was making more progress. Anyways, long story short, a couple hours into it, we are completely exhausted and I was walking around and letting everybody borrow my tomahawk or else we would have been doing it for a lot longer so before we get in our foxholes we've got our pack sitting all around and we're laying up against it and we're drinking water and it's hot we're itchy I mean all of us have rashes going up our face our neck everything you know and uh, I look around and the look of everybody was just so dejected right and there's no doubt that we would have kept going at full speed, 100%, all good. But something needed to lift the morale. You know, something needed to lift it. So 
uh, I'm a poet and a writer. So I decided I'll make a poem. And I wrote a poem, and it was only about a page long. But it was basically the most non-motivational poem you've ever heard in your entire life. And I can't really remember. I carried it around in my wallet for a while, and I'd get it out in stupid circumstances and read it and laugh. But, you know, and it was just really funny. And it wouldn't be funny to anybody who's never been in the Marine Corps, but if you were in the Marine Corps, everything would have made complete sense, and it was hilarious. And everybody just kind of laughing their butts off you know everybody's exhausted but like they just kind of lifted our spirits enough and i mean we crushed that hostile force coming in to ambush us and the thing about it was i'm not gonna lie to you after a week of that we really started to like it and it, it's kind of funny because you're never going to enjoy pain right in the beginning. You know, I mean, there are some people that are completely masochistic that that is how they get their jollies off. I completely understand that. Maybe they will. 97% of people aren't going to like, it's like running. You know, when you start running, you hate it. Everybody hates it. I hate it. You know, if I don't run for a while and then I start running again, I hate it. But keep it up for about a week. Ooh. Then I start to like it. Then I start to love it. Then I start to need it. Um, and that's kind of what I'm going on about, really. Is enjoying pain is not necessarily making up your mind to just say, I'm going to enjoy this no matter what. That's it's unrealistic to think that you can battle through something horrible loving it the whole time. Yes, your attitude is... Now, you can, you can swallow any bitter pill while smiling and make it a little bit better with your attitude, but you're not going to love it, really. You're just trying to turn a bad into a good. So let's be realistic. Once you do something bad long enough and you try and excel at it, you start getting good at it. And once you start getting good at it, shit, you start to love it. And that's what I mean about enjoying pain. Ask any bodybuilder, hey, how many reps are you doing? Um, 12. Isn't that too much weight to do 12? No. Why? Doesn't it start to hurt? Yeah, that's the good part. You start to enjoy that. You start to enjoy the pain. And that's what we're going to talk about as far as training goes. There's a lot of things I hate in training, okay? Um, a couple leg exercises. There's one shoulder exercise that I do constantly because it's great for my rear deltoids that I hate absolutely to the point of I want to destroy it, but it makes me look good. And now at this point, I actually started to love it. So you just have to grind, man. You got to grind that shit. All right, you got to figure out a way to enjoy that pain, that misery. Because at the end of it, when you get that reward, it's so worth it. So don't think about the pain and misery. Think about that reward. All right, think about a football player practicing day in, day out. Yeah, would he rather be home playing with his kids 
talking to his wife, eating dinner with his friends, drinking some beers. Hell yeah, he would, but he's grinding. Why? Because when he puts that Super Bowl ring on his finger, it's going to be the greatest moment of his life. Do that in all things. Everything you do, try and do it perfectly, awesomely. Grind it out. Enjoy the pain. Embrace the agony. It sounds stupid, but I promise you, it is worth it. And don't think that I'm preaching to you. I need to grow, just like y'all do, just like everybody does. Elon Musk needs to get smarter because he's not as smart as he could be. You know, world's strongest man needs to get stronger. He's not as strong as he could be. Usain Bolt needs to get faster, right? Tom Brady needs to win another Super Bowl. I really don't want that to happen, by the way, because I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. Like, die hard, I bleed purple and black. So, really don't want Brady to win another Super Bowl. But, I'm just saying, look guys, you can always be better. And here is what I'm going to throw at you next. Finding joy in the discipline. Now, maybe I'm weird. Maybe I am weird. The more disciplined I am, the more joyous I am. And people talk to me all the time and they're like, uh, what are you eating? How long are you working out? Why can't you drink this? Isn't it suck? No. It doesn't. I find joy in that. Looking temptation in the eye and saying, I will not bow before you today. I will be disciplined. And you know when I lay my head down at night when I've had a disciplined day and I hadn't screwed up? Oh, guys, it's like the greatest feeling in the world. And I mean, set your goals. And then try and be disciplined for three, four, five days. Let me tell you something. If you can be disciplined for three or four days, you can be disciplined for a week. Once you make it to a week, might get a little harder, but you can make it to two weeks. Once you make it to two weeks, hell, you can make it a month. And your eyes will be opened. You'll be like, wow, I'm stronger. I'm faster. When I walk by a mirror, hell, I stop and look and go, hey, how you doing? That's the beauty in finding the joy in the discipline. You know, people are like, so much sacrifice, but... I don't think it's sacrifice. It might be sacrifice for the people around you. You do have to cut emotional and physical ties with people to make yourself more than you are. But I don't think it's sacrifice, like self-sacrifice. It's, it's not really. It's, it's more like at some point something that you love going that extra mile on that run getting that extra rep, staying that extra 30 minutes, you know, it just becomes perfect. So enjoy the pain and find joy in the discipline. I'm going to talk about one other topic here in a second, but I was coming back around to Pistol Pete and uh, I was going to tell you a story, but I was waiting until I got completely done with my point. So here's the story. Okay, so my boy Pete, uh, we're 
blocking off an alley one time, right? He's on top of the Humvee with a 240 Golf machine gun. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a fast, medium bullet machine gun, okay? Anyways, he's up there with the machine gun on top of the Humvee and the gunner's turret. And we're arresting, I think it was the third most wanted in Iraq. Um, you know what? For all intents and purposes, I won't name a number. Anyways, this guy comes screaming up towards the roadblock. And I say one of those little shitty yellow and orange shitty cars they have in Iraq. And uh, he's driving about 65, 70 miles an hour straight towards the roadblock. And he's about 65, 70 yards away, people screaming at Pete to shoot him. When Pete lets go of the 240, draws his 9 mil out of his holster, and from the top of the turret, one smooth motion, shoots one time and drills this dude right through the chest, through the windshield, through the chest. Vehicle stops, hits the wall. It was the most perfect shot ever. And, uh... <laughs> So he got the name Pistol Pete for that. Uh, it was a great name. But anyways, I just thought I'd throw in that story because I know as soon as I said Pistol Pete, people were wondering like where I was going with that. So, all right. A uh, question I got asked the other day was what kind of firearm should I use? Uh, sidearm, I believe was the question. Not, not rifle or shotgun, but what kind of sidearm? Here's the thing, guys, is unless you have unlimited money and resources, you're not going to be able to buy 70 handguns and shoot with all of them and figure out which one you like the most. So here's what I propose. Don't buy any of them. Go to a gun range, okay? You can rent a gun there. Why don't you do this? Rent every gun there this day you go there rent that one this day you go there rent that one figure out which one's better for you which one feels better which one shoots more you can literally very cheaply go through every gun in the world and figure out okay not the world you know what i mean a crap load of pistols and figure out which one you shoot better with so definitely take the time and just go do that. You might find out that you're a 1911 guy or you're a Glock guy or you're an H&K guy. But just, I mean, it's super simple. Uh, which brings me to another thing, and I, I won't talk much about this, but stop trying to overcomplicate shit. Normally, there is a simple solution for every problem. might require sacrifice, might require dangerous things, but man, just start using your head. You'll figure it out. Well, guys, I covered both things that I wanted to cover. So I guess that will be the end of the show today. And sorry, I haven't been on here in a little while. Uh, Thanksgiving, you know, I have, um, 
I have a humongous extended family. I usually have like six and a half Thanksgivings to go to. Christmas is not going to be any better, but I'll try and throw a couple of shows on before then. Anyways, I love you dudes. Keep killing it.